Hello and welcome back to Long Story Short. We are Jade, DV and I'm Elle. Three childhood best friends who will be discussing everything life has to throw at us and all the lessons in between. You're guaranteed completely honest, unfiltered opinions and a few laughs along the way. Oh, and just a warning, no story will ever be short. If you enjoy this episode, you can click follow and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, girls. It's Saturday morning. And we're all relatively fresh. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you two were out last night. Mm -hmm. I had such a good night. I went to see Cirque du Soleil. I feel like you've convinced me, Steve. I really want to go now. It was really, really good. And you know what? I just have the best memories of the Royal Albert Hall. And it's just such an amazing venue. So I think if I know I'm going there, I'm like gonna have a good night anyway regardless of what I'm doing (laughs) yeah it is an incredible venue I absolutely love it there I don't think I've ever been oh Jade it's magical yeah you would love Jade you would love it I don't think I've ever been to the Royal Albert Hall I think I was gonna buy tickets before to uh Fantasia um do you remember the Disney film Fantasia they do an orchestration uh uh show of like all of the songs in that i think i'd like to go and see that do you know what go, go, my toxic trait is i would go to cirque du soleil and then think that i could do the same things as the trapeze artists and you'd find me in some weird fucking workshop trying to use the ropes and shit like, <laughs> girls i'm gonna do this now like that that my toxic trait is i go and watch stuff and then i think that i can do it and then all of a sudden i have a career meltdown and question everything and oh. then potentially might run away with the circus so i, I don't need what, a Jack. wire or a harness she says as she's hanging upside down literally i would 100 percent join you in those classes because some of the things they were doing i was like a looks like so much fun b they make it look so simple that i just think i'd get on and be a pro um the only thing i don't like is spinning as oh, i'm getting I older do. it makes me very sick <laughs> i like spinning Ooh. That's the thing I want to do. I want to. I want to. You know the cir- the circular um, hula hoop. Thing. Oh, I want to spin on one of those. I've always wanted to do that. I actually did go to a rope, uh, like a silks class. It was called. There's somewhere just near Waterloo, in the arches under there. I can't remember what it's called now. But my friend used to go, and she said, "I've got a voucher, but I'm not in the country, and it has to be used this weekend. Do you want to use it and go and do some silk work?" So I was like, yeah, sure I will. And uh, I went and I found out that I have zero upper body strength and it requires a lot of upper body strength. So uh, at the most, I could hang upside down. That was about it. That, you know, like in school, do you remember when you have to climb up the rope on the on the oh. um, apparatus? You have to climb up the rope. I was always really good at that. So I thought, yeah, I'll be able to do that. No. No, even at 20, I think I was 27 at the time, I have zero upper body strength. My legs, they're powerful. My arms, nothing. Mm. You know, if you get kicked by Jade, it's hurting. If you get punched, you know, you can carry on with your day. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) We could do a silks class. I'd be up for that. I think we'd be humbled very quickly, but I am all here for it. You know what else I want to do? I'm going through that phase again where I'm like, I want to try something new every day. So am I, though, so tell us. uh, Right, we need to go glass blowing. I really want to blow glass. 
I don't care what I make. I just want to have a go and put it in the fire. <laughs> I think I've looked into this before. I, I mean, not that it matters, but it's quite expensive from what I remember. I'm sure, I'm really sure I've looked into it. I think there's one down Bermondsey Street. In fact, I'm oh. pretty certain there is a workshop down Bermondsey Street where you it's 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 either glass blowing. It wasn't clay because it wasn't clay make it. It was dead art. I, I, I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna Google it. Let's go glass blowing. Let's. What would you make? Yes. Elle? What would you make? I would make a vase. Wow, that's ambitious. I was going with a paperweight. <laughs> oh. You don't have to do much blowing for that. It's just a lump of glass, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Just there, no, Steve. I, I would really like to make like a little tumbler or something. Yeah, nice. I would like to make something where all my rogue hairbands can go, <gasps> so that they don't get lost. I was right, girls. Bermondsey Street, yeah, glass blowing London or London glass blowing. It's an oh, it's an art gallery, but a private glass blowing workshop. Yeah, it's probably going to be a million pound, isn't it? Oh my god, how much is it? Let's <laughs> let's know. all like. Get ready okay. to sell kidneys. For shits and giggles, let's have a look at the prices. Cool, can you imagine my kidneys? They'd go for like fucking 50p. <laughs> we'll get us very far. They've one blow. I did actually go to a glass blowing factory in like Cornwall or Devon somewhere. It was like Darlington Glass and it was fascinating watching them make it. But again, it's like Cirque du Soleil. They make it look so easy and then... You can bet your life when we try and do it, it will be um, quite tricky. Yeah. I can't find any price. Yeah, all of these things are. I did the clay one and I really thought I would be half all right at the clay. Oh, shit. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> right. I've got some glass blowing classes up here. They really depend. Like some are 85 to 175 pound a lesson. Some are like 45 pound a lesson. So depends how hardcore we want to go, girls. I mean, they're not as bad as I thought. Like, if we can get no, one, no, it's for not as bad as I quid. thought. As well. <laughs> I'm really in my like. I want a hobby. I want something crafty to do, so that I like I can physically do something because. I started writing the other day and I was like, I haven't written in months and months and months, literally just a load of rubbish on my laptop. Won't ever see the light of day. But I was like, I just felt great for like 20 minutes. But I feel like you're either in the headspace to do that or you're not. Whereas I feel like painting, making something, you just, your fingers flow. If you've got the talent, which I'm not saying that I do. But you could just, I, I just want something, I want to do something. Girls, I even, I don't know if I told you this before, I went to order a knitting starter pack. Oh, L, I didn't buy it because I thought it wasn't expensive, but it would have been if I only used it once. L, I did knitting, right, when I was about 15, I was like, I want to learn to knit. And my nan, she was quite good at knitting. Like She knitted like cardigans for like the babies in the family. And I was like, right, I want to learn to knit. So I knitted a scarf. She obviously helped me quite a lot because I dropped loads of stitches. It was so therapeutic. I really, I really enjoyed it. But I obviously never kept it up. <laughs> and I could literally only do straight lines. That was it. <laughs> Straight line is better than nothing. Yeah. Just one of the hardest things to do, I hear. 
it's actually <laughs> it's really therapeutic but the thing was like I would be like I, yeah I just don't know where it's gonna go do you know what I mean like mm. I'm like oh and then I gave up I get very impatient I started knitting as well I got very impatient with it I got obsessed with it at one point um like the whole movement and yep all of that and then when I didn't have a jumper in minutes I was like oh I can't be doing this like I, I don't know what I expected. I expected a much quicker turnaround. I <laughs> didn't realize you have to put in a lot of lot of hours to to make a I didn't even make a scarf out of it. In the end, I just had a patch. Oh, like Stevie's paperweight. Yeah, yeah. literally, yeah. It's like a glass blowing for a paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> there is a company that do um, clay like workshops, and it's like bring your own bottle as well, so you can bring a beer with you if you want to do that. And uh, and they do like classes and we done it as a, a work Christmas thing last year. Um, <laughs> and anyway, at the end, you kind of you give them your thing and they say, oh, here's your ticket. Um, we'll put them in the oven and come back at a later date to, to collect them. Anyway, we did do we done that. And when we went back to collect them, they had binned them all. So they oh. hadn't, yeah, they hadn't put them in the oven, but they were making out like we we had turned up late, or that when we was like, no, you said like within two weeks, and someone went to pick them up, and they was like, no, they're not here. Like anyway, they had binned them, and when we looked on the reviews oh. for this company, girls is fucking hilarious. People that put like reviews, like saying how bad the like you know the, the workshop was fun, but like how bad the service is, and da 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 da. Anyway, and and how expensive it is for what you get, and blah blah blah. Whoever runs the business comes at these reviews, and they respond to them on Trustpilot and, oh, no. and all of that. Oh, girls, it's fucking hilarious. They respond with things like, "Well, maybe you should have gone." To another glass blow. Uh, sorry, not glass blow. You should have gone and uh, and found yourself something cheaper, cheapy. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> that is brilliant. The owner goes for these people that leave bad reviews, like cusses them out. Uh, and I think he's an older guy as well. Like, obviously, old white man vibes. He, he's coming at him. Um, uh, but yeah, like it's honestly, it's fucking comedy gold. Looking at all of the reviews and the responses from the uh, owner, he like he goes ham on people. So uh, you know, not not great for business, but fucking jokes to sit down and read. Girls, did I tell you about the time that I complained and I actually complained to the wrong hotel, and they came at me, and I was like, "You're completely right. I do apologise." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so just for context I was in Costa Rica and we were traveling around quite a bit and we booked a taxi through the hotel that we were staying at obviously we went with the cheapest option because we were kind of backpacking and we didn't want it to cost a fortune right when I say I've never feared for my life more this taxi driver was nuts like absolutely nuts like to the point that I thought I'm not making it back from Costa Rica. I'm not even like going to reach my destination. Anyway, he was, he must have been doing about 70 miles an hour coming up to like a toll booth. And oh, I'm God. thinking, he's not slowing down. He's not slowing down. I kid you not, he went straight through the barrier at the toll booth. You know, like Coyote Ugly, all the alarms go off, all the alarms oh, go God. off. 
he then had the audacity to get out the car and shout at the people at the toll booth because apparently he had some automatic, like, sensor thing which should have, or, or he had a badge and it should have scanned and opened the barrier automatically. But he was going so fast, I don't think any machine would have bloody registered it. Anyway, um, yeah, I was so pleased to get out of that taxi. It was unbelievable. Um, so I emailed the the hospital. I don't think it was a hostel. I think it was a hotel. I emailed the hotel and was like, it's absolutely disgraceful. You've put us in this this taxi. You need to use a more reputable brand, blah, blah. And they came back to me and said, we have not, like, you didn't book it through us, da, 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 da. So I've gone back to him and been like, we did book it through you. We were staying on this day. And he was like, you're at the wrong hotel. Oh. If you had booked to go with us, you'd have got a better taxi service. And I was like, yeah, oh. that's fair. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Have a good day. Sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> Got it completely wrong. Exactly. I think there was like one letter difference in the hotel names and I picked the wrong one, which was, oh. uh, yeah, amusing. I mean, well done to him, though, using it as a marketing opportunity. He's like, well, if you have a book with us, this is what you could have had. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Well, from trying new hobbies to trying new men. Using dating apps, people. Oh, God, dating apps. Ugh. Well. It actually gives me, like, ugh. If you could get the ick about something, I would get the ick about dating apps. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear all about your stories. But before we get there... Stevie's Word of the Week. Okay, ready, girls? Acnestis. Acnestis. Sounds Scottish to me. Oh. Acnestis. Can you spell it for me, Stevie? Yep. So it's A C N E S T I S. Acnestis. Acnestis. Sounds like a rash. <laughs> when I did see the spelling of it, I was like, Acne? spots is it spots it's not spots Nestis. <laughs> i have absolutely no idea nothing's coming to me i think i'm gonna channel stevie's night last night i think at Nestis is the not the rash but you know with the harnesses <laughs> i think when gymnasts or acrobatics have of a harness and it causes a bit of friction. I think that is acnestis. Oh, looking forward to the show tonight, but I've got a bit of acnestis, so it might be a bit of a problem. You see, uh, <laughs> perfect sense makes perfect sense. Elle. Um, I'm gonna go, I have no idea, I'm gonna go with a long highland walk. Oh, I have no I mean, idea. I would like a long Highland walk at the moment. Um, it actually means the part of the back between the shoulder blades, which an animal cannot reach. Oh, yeah. On themselves? On themselves. Well, well, now you're saying on themselves. I'm thinking an animal like a tiger couldn't scratch his own back anyway. Yeah. I it says the part of the back between the shoulder blades, which an animal cannot reach to scratch. There you go. I could do with a good massage on my acnestis. Oh, same. Oh. Yeah. It says many mammals cannot reach this area with their extremities when itching. 
Therefore, they exhibit a particular scratching behaviour, like rolling or rubbing against poles and branches. Mm, like a bear. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. I like that. That must be really annoying because there's nothing better if you've got like an itch in a hard to reach place and then you finally get it or someone gets it for you. There's just no better feeling. Mm. Oh, so satisfying. Back scratch. Do you know what? It's like stretching, isn't it? Like when you have a really good stretch, really good scratch. Yeah. It's like um, when we've been sat up for too long and I come back from the toilet and you girls are both flat out on the floor in the flat, (laughs) stretching your backs out. Yeah. And then the three of us are just laying dead. I love laying on the floor. There's no, I don't think there's anything better after a long day just laying flat on the floor somewhere. I often do it. It does wonders for your back, don't it? It just, it's the only thing that like stretches everything. Mm. Love it. I've been, oh, I've been watching this uh, chiropractor on Instagram and he does like, yeah, he's like one of the best in London. He's got a clinic. I don't know where the clinic is. I think it's in Farringdon. Um, anyway, I'm like obsessed watching his videos and like he massages people and like, like he does lots of like muscle manipulation and I'm just like, I want all of that. I want, I want you to do all of that. It looks really painful, but I want all of that. He does like people's <laughs> necks. He does like, honestly, doesn't look very comfortable at all, but I'm like, there's definitely got to be a, like you, you got to bounce out of that clinic room. So, um, and then I Googled, I was like, I'm oh, not Googled. I tried to see how much an appointment was and it's like 115 pounds for like 40 minutes. I was like, I'll pay it. I'll pay it. <laughs> Yeah. Did you say 14 or 40? 40. Oh, okay. okay. That's not too, that's not too bad. I've been ripped off worse. (laughs) Oh, take my money. Dilemma in from our listener says, I hate dating apps. I've been on and off them for a couple of years, mostly off because I always find myself swiping, getting pissed off and deleting them. The issue is I really, really want a relationship. I'm so ready for it, but I never meet anybody when I'm out. Me and my friends are homebodies, so we don't go out much. And honestly, who actually meets people at a bar these days? And I work in an office with nobody that I like in that way. So I feel like how do you possibly meet people if I'm not on a dating app? And also, can dating app relationships really work out? I feel like it's just so forced and awkward. What do you girls think? I'm sad alone. <laughs> oh. oh. Well, yeah. if you need any more proof that it works, look at our happily married Elle. I so know. True. Thanks to Hinge. Yeah, you know what, though? I, um, I do get it. Because on the whole, I hated being on dating apps not for like you know any of the stigma or any of that bullshit but they are so draining like I really do think you have to put in a lot of effort to a and and also I'm going to admit I'm shallow so I would swipe no to 99 in 100 people that is like the honest truth And then if you eventually swipe, you know, you don't match straight away unless they've already matched you. Then you wait for a conversation. Then you might strike up a conversation that is average at best. Yeah, dull. And then you're like, nah, got no interest in meeting. But you might speak for a couple of days just to see if they're going to like get a personality. Then they don't. And then your day's down the line and 
that's another one off the cut. You know, like they are just look. Obviously, I met Tom on it, and I couldn't be more grateful. And I would never have met him in day to day life. And I never, I would say maybe like nine out of ten of my dating history is all from dating apps. I never, I work in a female led industry. Um, I work from home. Like I never ever met people out. Um, but I understand. I understand the pain. I think the first thing, and, and I can't talk from experience, is when you say you're sad alone, like that makes me really sad. But also maybe try to focus on meeting your friends or finding a new hobby. Maybe you can go glass blowing as well. Like to try to do all the things you can so that you're happy, happy enough in yourself. Because I think if you're sometimes people can pick up if you're desperate in a relate desperate for a relationship and you're not giving your best self because you might be like you know tempted to say things that you might not normally say um you know like I I don't know I I'm totally for what are you looking for or, or whatever but I don't know I think you just you give off a bit of a vibe sometimes if that's what you absolutely want but oh it's hard it is hard. So hard. Do you know, it's quite funny as well, because um, a couple of months ago, me and my friend were having this discussion and she was like, I'm going to take up golf. And I was like, A, you've got no coordination. B, you have no interest in golf. Why are we now taking up golf? And she's like, because it's where all men are. And I was like, oh my God. She was like, men are at golf clubs. I was like, to be fair, it's better than she's picking not wrong. a football stadium. And uh, yeah. That's actually quite a good point. She was like, no, seriously, all the bars that we go to are too bougie. You don't really get like any, well, I'm massively stereotyping here, but it's always quite pretentious men. Um, yeah. And like, she was like, no, I just want a salt of the earth, down to earth guy. Like, and I'm going to find him in an awful pub that I don't want to be sitting in. So where else can I find him? Maybe at a golf club. <laughs> I was like, oh, I like that gameplay. Great gameplay. Yeah. yeah, so I um I do think like it's so difficult to meet people out and about. Um, and honestly, from experience, the only people who come and talk to you are the ones who are married, which just makes me yeah. sick. Um, but yeah, I oh, it, it's interesting that you're debating like finding somebody out because. You have to have so much confidence and so much resilience to like walk up to someone. Like mm-hmm. if you are looking for a relationship and you see someone who's attractive at a bar and you want to go and have a conversation, would you realistically walk up to them and be like, hi, I'm so-and-so, where are you from? Like, would you do that? Because if not, what you're saying is you want to go out and you want someone to approach you. And I don't think yeah. you can ever um, control that. You can't, you have no control over that. Um, and yeah, El, I agree with you about the dating apps. You have to have such a resilience when you're on them and they're just dull. Like until you get that one person, but th- this is where it's dull as well. Cause you have a really good conversation with someone, they chat a good game and then you meet them and you're like, Oh my God, I have made you out to be something in your messages. And now I've met you in real life and you're, com- you're not how I was expecting you to be. Oh, true. Yeah. I, oh, I, when you've got the t- you know on an app people have got the time to think about a response 
and they could go away. You know, you don't see when, well, I don't know if you do anymore, but when I was on them, you know, didn't see when people read the messages. So you had a chance to think about a response, put that together. You could be more brazen when you're over text because you're not like delivering it in person. I think exactly the same thing. It's so much, rarely do dating app conversations match up in person. Having said that, like my first date with Tom was way better than I thought it was going to be. Like our conversation was like funny and great. But I think like from my experience that night, I hadn't been on Hinge in months and months and months. I didn't go on to delete it, but I, I thought I'm so bored. I was probably a bit lonely and I thought I'm going to go on and I'm going to speak to one person and it just happened to be him. And that was it. And and we deleted it like a few days after. But I, I know I just got very, very lucky. And that was that. But they are out there. You just have to sort of have a bit of patience. And I would say if I had one tip, don't look at a dating app like the place where you're going to find your future husband. Go on it with, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. Enjoy a conversation. Sometimes you might have a really nice chat and it don't come to anything, but you think, well, you know what, that was a that wasn't a waste of my evening or that wasn't a waste of half an hour. And if that's what you get from it, that's all you get from it. Yeah. I've as you know, I've never used dating apps. I I have no idea how they work. I you know, never never used them, never needed to use them. Um, but I like, I don't know, like, I was just thinking actually like, okay, so if, if our listener wants to come away from dating apps and wants to like find, uh, potential hubby vibes, like I think that maybe think about what you like, what would, what do you, what would you want in a, in a partner? Like, and what kind of hobbies do you enjoy? Like, so for instance, Say, for instance, you're a movie buff, right? And you really love movies and you would love to meet somebody that maybe also shared your love of movies. Why, like, the BFI, if you live in London, I don't know if you live in London, but, like, or wherever's local to you, like, there's the BFI Festival at the moment, like, British Film Institute. There's their, they've got their festival at the moment. There's loads of seminars. There's loads of screenings. There's loads of networking events. I would, like, go to a networking event or something like that, have a chat with some people, maybe watch some movies or whatever and like speak to people I don't know like I I think I think you got to think about like what you like to do like I like your friend's thing Steve that you said like this go does she want to find a golfer go to a golf club or like what does she think like uh, that's clever isn't it like being strategic about it going to places that you think these, these are things that I enjoy and if the other people are there, surely they'll in, like they're enjoying it as well. well. That's that you know we can bond over that. I don't know. I I wouldn't have a clue, girls. I wouldn't have a clue. I had to even use a dating app. Oh, it would stress me out. Oh, tell you a terrible story. I remember I was with an ex, and uh, and my friend rang me. She's like, Jade, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but she's like, I'm on Tinder, and she's like, I've just found said partner, and I was like, what? She was like, yep. I've just swiped on him and I was like, are you fucking joking me? I was fuming. I went round to the pub that I knew he was in. I stormed in there, opened the door. I was like, conversation. And I thought, do you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to mug you off right in front of your mates. And I went, I was like, just like, just so you're aware, you're you're on Tinder. Do you know that? And he was like, oh, panicking. And I was like, are you fucking mad when you've got someone like me at home? <laughs> and I was just like, I stormed out there. I was fucking livid. He chased me down the street and I was like, oh, fuck yourself. And uh, yeah, and that was that. 
honestly. Uh, yeah. Uh, the fucking audacity of these boys. Honestly, bro. All these girls, honestly. When, when he's got stating apps, like, they do, well, they do get people in trouble that deserve to be in trouble, but also, like, there's so there's so much like politics to it as well. Like I remember I was dating this guy and I thought it was going quite well. And then I was flicking through the app. I wasn't actively talking to anyone. And I saw that his profile picture had changed. So he had like actively changed his picture. Why would you do that if you weren't searching for some, like carrying on looking for someone else? And that, you know, like there's so many little things like that that you read into and, and, and rightly so. Like, there probably was a great reason for me to read into that, but I don't know. It just like, I, I, all I can say is like trying to take it with a pinch of salt, but it's so hard to because, and yeah. what you have to remember as well is like, these people don't know you at all. They have uh, that you speak online for however long that you speak for. They don't know you in person. They've never heard your voice, you know. Like sometimes it takes a while to move to WhatsApp. It just, it's so hard to not take it personally, but you can't take it personally because these people aren't rejecting you or liking you really based massively on who you are. They're doing it based on who you decide to show them in the first 10 minutes of a conversation or in your dating profile, which is like carefully curated. But, oh, you know, honestly, the fault, please God, do not let me get dumped because the thought of being back on an app makes me want to throw up in my cup of tea. Oh, stop. <laughs> Girls, you're not selling it. Oh, my God. Sounds awful. Like, I've never... The thing is, though, they are awful. But if you want, like, if I think if you're in a good frame of mind, they're actually quite a fun place to be also. So See, I, I feel like you were good on apps. Like, what I mean by that is you had a really good attitude towards it. Oh, thanks. I mean, I just, I don't know. I I think I was probably one of the people, like if you asked people who I was talking to, like, is she good or bad on a dating app? I would be the one where they'd be like, oh, I just didn't get very much from her. Because like, it depended how I felt on the day. Like if I wanted a bit of attention, you've got my attention for like hours. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not hours, but I'll be quite responsive. If I'm on holiday, you bet your life I ain't looked at that app for a week. Like, and yeah. then the conversation has died a death because it's lost its momentum. But I don't know. I think, yeah, I don't know. Oh, it sounds I, like a lot of hard yeah. work, girls. Sounds like a lot it of hard work. It is hard work. It is. But then, like, great things do come of it. But you do have to, not literally, but you do have to kiss a lot of frogs and start a lot of conversations and, like, put yourself out there, and which is you've got to be in the right frame of mind to do it. But Jade, you're yep. probably in the best position to answer this question because you've never been on a dating app, but you've had relationships outside of like, you meet people. Yeah. Whereas I don't think I've ever just met someone outside of like when I was at university or when I was traveling like it was yeah. those big events where a lot of people were together since then it's only ever been on a date now yeah I think yeah I've always met people like out and about or like through somebody um but mainly just like being out and about but also I just think it comes down to like saying yes to going out like going out on a on a date like if someone says you want to go out for a drink being like yeah all right like not necessarily like thinking game plan ahead, being like, oh, this could be the one, you know what I mean? But um, but just being open to going out and having a drink with someone or like 
going out for a meal before. Oh, my God. <laughs> Girls, this is when it goes south, though. I remember when I was working in a, in a pub and uh, this guy came in. And I was single at the time and uh, he was from New York and he came to the bar and there was a, um... anyway, he sat at the bar. What Long story short, sat at the bar, was talking about theatre and movies and like he had this New York accent and I was like, oh, I love New York, I've been, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, we started chatting and then he says, oh, I'm going to go and watch um, Dunkirk at the BFI at Waterloo because they, they've got like a film. It's 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 on film, you know, and it's it's um what's his name Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan incredible director, and it's shot on film, and I go on and I was like, oh my god, I really want to see that. He was like, come with me, and I was like, oh, all right, do you know what, I will. And I would never usually say like yeah to complete stranger, but I was like, you know, we've had a chat, like the same sort of things. I wasn't looking into it for anything but to go and watch the film and like enjoy it on a proper screen cinema. Anyway. He's like, right, I'll meet you at Waterloo at like seven, whatever. I was like, I need to go home and get changed. He's like, yeah, cool. I went home, got changed after work, met him down at Waterloo. And then we went and had a drink in this bar <laughs> beforehand. We're going to go out and have a glass of wine. And then I had a glass of wine with him. And then we sat down and he starts talking. And um, and out of nowhere, he kind of goes, so like, what's your what's your political kind of opinion on stuff and I was like oh I was like oh god oh no run a mile this is run a mile Francis fuck the patriarchy (laughs) well girls unfortunately I wasn't the born feminist I am now I wish I was and I would have come back with some very good um responses but I kind of shriveled inside I was like oh god I don't like talking about politics but anyway and I was like oh you know I always voted this and blah 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 um, and he was like, yeah, he was like, London's in a real shit state, isn't it? And I was like, mm, what do you mean? And he was like, well, he was like, your hospitals are like war zones with knife crime and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Sorry, I mean, he's from I'm New like... York. Everyone's got a fucking gun. I was, like, was going to say, yeah. Because they haven't got private health care. So anyway, he starts talking about, I was like, oh, do you know what? I was like, I think the media kind of makes it worse than what it is. And he was like, no, 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 I've definitely, like, he was like, I've definitely followed the news. He was like, I've actually got some, he had a rucksack with him. He's like, I've actually got my own protection in my bag now. And I was like, no. oh. oh, Jesus Christ, Jade, run. Yeah, run. he lets me know he's got knives in his bag. Right. What? For protection, right? He's got. I thought you meant like a stab vest or something. Not. No. Oh my God. No. Then tells me that, right? So now I'm like, oh, fuck. Then he says, <laughs> then he pulls out of his bag. He's like, this is my political party. He pulls out a Trump hat. Girls. No. Oh, God's sake. And I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, you're a Trump supporter, are you? And I'm like, fuck. And this was at the time when Trump was trying to get into office. He wasn't the president at the time. He's like, I, I rally for Trump. I do like concessions, door knocking and blah, 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 blah in like Maintown, New York. And I was like, oh, I'm like, you're, you're really, you're really in there with the, with that. I don't know if, I can't remember if he's, um, Republic or Democrat, or whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, he's like, he's incredible. And he starts going on this fucking rant about Donald Trump and knife crime in London. And then I'm like, fuck, we're in the bar. We've not even gone to the movie yet. Right. So I go to the bathroom and I'm like, right. I don't know this bar very well, but there has got to be another exit. I thought I'm going to fucking run. I'm going to go. As I come out of the bathroom, 
toilets he's standing there and I'm like fuck I can't like there was no escape so I'm like we're walking to the cinema and I'm thinking oh my god like he's a fucking psychopath (laughs) we get into the movie we watch the movie I can't relax obviously and then we're watching a movie about war and I was like terrified like every part of my body was like this like get the fuck away Anyway, watch the movie. I'm like, right, just just relax, watch the movie, just chill, couldn't. So then we leave the movie and go to the tube station and he goes in for the kill. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, no, really sorry. Like, I'm not interested in in uh, in that. And he was like, oh, he was like, oh, I thought maybe you would maybe want to come for have a drink or maybe I would come around to yours and have a drink. And I was like, no, oh. listen, I'm really sorry. But now I'm thinking to myself, like, there's no one on the platform. It's late. It's like 10, 10, 30. There's no one on the platform. This guy's got fucking knives in his bag. My mum and dad will be terrified if they heard this story. And, uh, but he, yeah, like, yeah, it just, it just ended with me getting on the train away. But that, that is a story gone wrong. Like, don't just fucking go. Honestly, girls, you know, it was like a movie when he was like, first the knives, then the Trump hat came out. And then I was like, oh my God, Trump like, he's going to, he's going to kill me. <laughs> Like in all seriousness, like if I did actually feel like I needed to run, I would have just ran. Um, but it was more like I was like, I don't, you don't know. I sat there for an afternoon. He was there from about twelve until I finished at five, talking about art and theatre and all of this. And then lo and behold, we get into the wine bar, and it's all he's like he's he isn't it mad that you can speak for all that time and not pick up on these no. things until no. they say it. No, no. So, I mean, uh, I guess that's the story of just like, just make sure you're always safe or just make sure someone knows where you are because no one knew yeah. that I was going to the cinema with this absolute stranger. So a word of advice, if you are going out on a date, whether it's with a dating app person or just somebody you've met, make sure somebody knows where you are. Text them and just be like, just so you know, I'm going to blah, blah, blah with this person. And uh, can you just check in on me in 30 yeah, minutes? Yeah, put your mind, like, your friends give someone you find your friends as well absolutely and I wish I didn't have to say that especially in the like in 2024 but I think even like that's that's not to terrify anyone be open go out for dates but just make sure people know where you are and and yeah they yeah you're traceable sound it's, it's ridiculous girls but you just have to be safe don't you that's what I worry about with dating apps you see like that did you watch that t- tinder swindler on netflix when I say brilliant I don't mean brilliant for the poor women involved but the the documentary itself I thought was really good yeah sorry I just been like (laughs) no fucking terrifying any listeners being like oh my god I'm never gonna date again but no go out have fun though you're right though because I was just thinking like I have this story and I like it didn't end in dating the guy or anything but like I was convinced it was going to be my love story. Obviously, it was years before I met Tom. And and but I was thinking of it because when you say like, say open to the drink, because I was coming back from New York. I'd been on a solo trip by myself, had the time of my life, absolute time of my life. In the um, airport, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to one of those like little massage chairs. Anyway, they weren't working, but like I just had, I was in a really good place. So I sat down at one of the little restaurants and I ordered some fries and a wine or something. And there was this guy, like, the only downside was that I literally wasn't attracted to him in the slightest. (laughs) But he was like, oh, um, if you're looking for a plug for your laptop, so my laptop out, like, they're under the thing. I was like, oh, amazing, thank you. Then he kept saying another couple of things. 
and I was thinking, oh, I feel like you want the conversation. And normally I'm, I would be quite antisocial, but I thought, you seem like a nice guy. I'm just going to chat. Long story short, after like two, three hours of talk, he comes and joins my table, gets a bottle of wine, ends up paying for the like chips and the wine without me even realizing we nearly missed the flight even though I've been there like four hours early for the flight had these like just really interesting chats he worked for a record label um and and he was such a nice guy but you know like I just wasn't attracted to him but in my head I was like maybe I do fancy him because what a story this would be I've met him on you know on the solo trip of a lifetime and then the the awkward part was he was like where's your seat like are you coming this way like to the left and I was like oh no 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 I'm I'm to the right in cattle class so then we had to like separate and he went to his lovely business class seat and I was like crammed in by myself but then you know like as the alcohol wore off I was like oh my god I just spent like three hours flirting with a stranger I do know like something about him, but I, I just, and then obviously I looked like deaf when I came off the plane. So I was like, I just need to hide. Obviously he's waiting in like the only place by the suitcases where like I couldn't miss him. And then he was like, can we swap numbers? And I, You know, like I'd sort of sobered up enough that I wasn't interested by the time that I landed. But in my head in that moment, I just thought, this is my love story. <laughs> I met in New York, you know. <laughs> but even though it obviously didn't work out I had really nice chats with this guy we had loads in common we knew people in common just from being in creative industries and I but that is come from someone that had never met anyone out ever so it was such a new experience for me and I actually just really enjoyed talking to someone new so what we're saying is still don't go for someone that you find unattractive because it's not a good move um and also be careful of the Trump supporters but do say yes to a drink <laughs> say yes to a drink and if you're on a dating app which realistically is probably the easiest albeit not nicest way to meet somebody just be resilient be in a good headspace and take what you can from it no more no less if you get to go on a new walk somewhere you've never been before, great. If they introduce yeah. you to a new restaurant, amazing. If you learn about somebody's hobby that you've never heard of, brilliant. Like, just take it for what it is and just have fun. Don't put pressure on it. Don't 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 get like Ellie and and create your own love story. Yeah, <laughs> just see how it goes. No pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, do a little like date yourself for a little while. Take yourself yes. out. Do nice things with you. Go out on some solo dates. There's nothing better than, well, in my opinion, than having a little solo date. Go and do something you enjoy for yourself. You never know who you might bump into, or like, you know, when you're putting yourself first and you're prioritizing connecting to yourself, you never know who you might connect with. Um, and maybe meet out and about, I think. I think that's it, isn't it, girls? I think dating's changed so much, isn't it? Obviously, because of dating apps and stuff like that and the accessibility of just, like, meeting and hooking up with people is just, like, you know, gone are the days of, like, obviously courtship. That's weird. But, like, <laughs> you know, like, we think about our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, like, they'd meet one person and be with them for the rest of their life, you know. But it's just changed so much and, you know, everybody's really open to, like just like different ways of being in relationships, you know, like poly polyamory is such a like accepted thing now, you know, people having multiple relationships and open relationships. I just think it, there's just so much 
so many options now, but people are inevitably, I just think people are looking to connect with people. I think we're all so stuck in our phones and we're all so busy at work and, you know, everyone's working from home now. So you're not actually meeting people as much as you would. I think we're all just desperate for a bit of connection. And I think the only way that you're going to find that is if you do some work on like, not on yourself, but like, go, go find out what you like. What do you want to do? What makes you excited to go out and and be around people and just go and do some of those things those activities or and and you never know you're gonna bump into connect with you first there you go well that brings us to the end of this week's episode don't forget if you've got any dilemmas that you want to send over you can send them to us at long story short podcast 22 at gmail.com you can head over to our tiktok to see what we've been up to there or you can send us a little DM on Instagram if you've got something you want us to talk about, even if it's just a topic or a theme, send them over. We do love reading them and we do have a little laugh. Uh, or sometimes not a laugh. <laughs> sometimes we get angry and then Jade starts swearing at the patriarchy. But yeah, send them <laughs> over uh, to Long Story Short Podcast 22 at gmail.com. We'll be back next Tuesday. And don't forget, no story will ever be short. Bye. 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 Bye.